On today's show, you will be shocked to learn how fast new cars are depreciating right now. Uh-oh, here we go again. Volkswagen's top officers are in hot water. And a supplier company figures out how to make 3D parts a lot stronger. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Man, this is just a crisis that will not go away. Volkswagen's CEO, Matthias Mueller, is under investigation by German prosecutors over potential stock manipulation. They question whether he notified Porsche SC shareholders about the diesel emission crisis in a timely manner. Porsche SE is the holding company that controls Volkswagen AG. And Mueller was the head of Porsche and a board member at that time. VW's current chairman, Hans-Dieter Poch, and former CEO, Martin Winterkorn, who held positions at Porsche SE, are also a part of the investigation. Here's my Autoline insight. VW should have cleaned house and brought in totally new management to clean up after its diesel scandal. Otherwise, it looks like we're just facing another cover-up. Mueller also announced that VW will not reveal the findings from its internal investigation into this scandal after promising he would do so. Speaking of German automakers and diesels, Mercedes will not seek approval to sell 2017 diesels in the U.S. market. Last month, Daimler revealed it faces potential punishment over the use of possible defeat devices and diesel emission pollution. Reuters reports that the company has not decided whether to stop selling diesel passenger cars altogether in the U.S., but it recently won approval to sell diesel Sprinter vans. BMW lost its luxury sales lead to Mercedes last year and now says it's going into attack mode. A key to its strategy is rolling out more expensive large cars and SUVs and will soon get a taste of what it has in store. On May 26, BMW will show off a concept of the 8 Series Coupe, which is slated to go into production next year. BMW's chairman, Harold Kruger, calls it a true luxury sports coupe, and it'll go head-to-head with the $110,000 Mercedes S-Class Coupe. You know, you're going to be shocked to learn how fast new cars are depreciating right now, and that is coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. One of the drawbacks to 3D printed parts is strength. Because the print is built up over time, there's weak points at each layer. But BASF thinks it might have come up with a fix. It's a two-part solution that starts with a filament that's coated in a conductive, thin layer of nanoparticles. As the filament passes through the printing head, it's hit with an electromagnetic field to excite those nanoparticles. This allows for what's called chain diffusion across the interface of each layer. Or in other words, it fuses those layers together. BASF says the parts it's printing with this process are as strong as any part that's injected molded with the same material. It also allows for different materials, even composites, to be used in the same print. We've been reporting on how prices of used cars are falling in the U.S. market because so many cars are coming off lease. 
and that's increasing the depreciation rate of new cars. Hertz says its depreciation rates increased 15% in the first quarter. It says new cars are now depreciating at a rate, get this, of $348 a month. You know, when people figure out the cost of operating a new car, they often overlook the depreciation. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time Live. That's when we go live with Floyd Weichelek. He's the engineer who helped GM develop the first fuel cell vehicle in the world 50 years ago. In fact, Floyd is now over 90 years old. Also joining us is Charlie Fries, who currently runs all of GM's fuel cell development. So join me and my co-host Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into how the auto industry works. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work, Dow. Okay, this is the part of the show where I get to answer some of your questions and comments. Kit Gerhardt wants to know, when you say diesel sales are growing faster than the overall market, and diesels have more market share than hybrids, plug-ins, and electric cars combined, does the diesel count include the heavy-duty pickups? Yep, it sure does. In fact, those heavy-duty pickups account for about 13% of all diesel sales. Remember, the truck segment now accounts for 63% of the market. And improving their efficiency yields a bigger gain than improving the efficiency of passenger cars. GM veterans saw our report on that electric supercharger from Borg Warner that Mercedes is using in conjunction with a turbocharger. He wants to know, why bother with the weight and expense of having the turbocharger as well? Why not just have one air compressing device that is electrically powered? Well, the electric supercharger is tuned for instant low end boost. The turbocharger is sized for higher-end boost. One compressor cannot do both jobs as efficiently as two. And since this application is on a Mercedes, they can eat the cost. Barry T. does not like the fact that GM wants high-octane fuel-made standard so it can meet fuel economy and emission standards by 2025. I'm still fuming about the GM comment about lobbying to take away our regular fuel. And today the news is that the feds will look at a hefty gas tax increase. Why not just lobby for a higher octane premium, if that's the need, and leave the regular users alone? What happened to choice? Well, if consumers have a choice, they'll just buy the cheaper fuel, and that would erase any of the efficiency gains. So it's got to be all or nothing, just like unleaded fuel. Marshy saw our reports on corporate earnings and has a question. Help me understand the relationship between revenue sales and average transaction price. Both the GM and VW numbers suggest an average transaction price around $20,000. I know dealer margin doesn't close that gap. So what gives? That's a good question. Since the average transaction price for a new car in the U.S. is $34,000. But that's in the U.S. GM and Volkswagen sell a lot of cheap cars in developing countries especially in China, and that drags down the average transaction price. In North America, the number is closer to $30,000. A 
Ron Paris did not like us saying that BMW paying entry-level wages of only $1.10 an hour in Mexico is disgusting. Stop conflating subsistence wages in third world countries with wage scales in highly industrialized countries. The prevailing wage that BMW and others pay these workers is simply a reflection of the horrible state of the Mexican economy. They are doing these workers a favor by investing in their country and providing steady, safe employment. There's nothing disgusting about that. Well, look, here's the kicker. Automakers pay their Mexican engineers almost the same as they pay them in the U.S. And they pay their managers the same wages that they pay them in the U.S. or Europe. You know, some automakers and suppliers pay their Mexican hourly workers as much as $9 an hour. So for BMW to pay $1.10 an hour is unethical. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We like getting them, even when you disagree with us. But with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching, and remember, we'll be right back here again tomorrow.